before Google, social media, or IMDb, there were guys behind the counter. They were your window to all things movie, what just came out, and what is and what is not worth your time. Stay tuned as we discuss this week's staff pick, VHS finds, and anything else that may pop up. Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kev with Pizza Planet Video. Come on, yeah, it's, you're you're next. You're number two. Hey, yo, Greg's oh. therapy here. What's happening? And this is uh, Jesse with Cinedump.com. That's correct. Right. It's been a while since we've all three been at the shop together, but we are back. We have got a great show for you today. I'm actually really excited about the movie we're going to talk about. Me too. I'm stoked about this one. Yeah, um, so. but glad we got to all watch it. Like yeah. a, a current movie, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, we actually all saw it. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Yes, but, but up first, tape talk. What are you guys watching? What you reading? Any collections going on? Found anything fun? Yeah, I found uh, I found some cool stuff. I recently went to a yard sale from a fellow collector on Instagram. I forget, so I forget his VHS Instagram. Because they all have VHS in the name, and I really forget a lot of. Sorry, everybody. I they forget all sound the, the same. specifics. When I see a cool picture, if I don't save that picture, I'm never gonna be able to find it again because I can't remember all you guys. But he had other accounts, so I did remember who it was. Uh, and his name is. Uh, oh, do I actually remember his name? Zach, Zach something, Zach Tyler or something. He's a <laughs> tattoo artist out here. Zach Taylor, I think. And he also makes toys uh, with Violence Toys. Just a quick shout out to him because he's really cool. Check out Violence That's... Toys. Um, yeah, he had a yard sale out here and he was getting rid of a bunch of tapes. And I obviously knew it wasn't going to be a bunch of junk. So I drove up there and I came home with like Shaun of the Dead, uh, the 2002 Dawn of the Dead. Um, just a Just a big old stack. I didn't pull any of those aside because I totally forgot till right now. But I also picked up um, South Park, uh, the chef tape. So that's one more off the list. So how many more of South Park? You, sh- you don't have much left, do you? I have two more of the U.S. South Parks to get. And it's just the, the best of, which has like the, the Pokemon episode. And oh, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful life. It's like the green Christmas one, which is a pain in the ass because there's only one that I've ever seen on eBay. It's been sitting there for like two years and it's like $25. Buy it now. And I'm like, no, I I don't want it for that. But there's nothing to base that on. It's just, it's the only one. (laughs) So someone just put it up for that price and he's just letting it sit there forever. And I'm like, all right, well, bummer. Uh, And I also picked up from another guy on Instagram there, four more Ren and Stimpy tapes, which brings me down to needing only one Ren and Stimpy tape. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Which is pretty rad. Uh, I was super jealous of your Pete and Pete that you posted up the other week. That was one that I got at that yard sale. Yeah, that was in that box. So I got a stack of maybe like 30 tapes. Um, I got a cool t-shirt. I got the Twin Peaks soundtrack and uh, a couple other odds and ends and some like Star Trek audiobooks for 20 bucks. So that was a nice, nice stack. Dude, it was awesome. I, that brought back some memories of... Mm-hmm. Artie, the strongest man in the world. In the world. <laughs> and Petunia. Yeah. Remember Petunia? Oh, I remember he would, Petunia. He would make her dance. Yeah, my, my ex had that tattoo. That's awesome. I know. Wild, right? <laughs> <laughs> but 
What about you, Jesse? Anything you found? Um, I've uh, yeah, I found some stuff. So right off the bat, I found this Fingers of Fury. It's a tech deck like highlight tape. Oh hell yeah! Um, it's <laughs> because of your filter on Skype. It looks like it's blurred out, like it's inappropriate, which is awesome. That's even so, funny. Um... <laughs> what do you what do you mean tech deck? I don't even know what this is. You don't so, know what tech deck is? Go yeah, tell them, Chase. Bro, you're not rad enough. Um, so it, the finger skateboards. Uh, you know what that is, but the company that makes them is called Tech Deck, and they're they're fucking rad. And, they're... and they made a VHS of people doing it. I, I get, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but it's like, so it says "Fingers of Fury" on the side. So of course, I was like, "What is that?" And I thought it was like a kung fu film, right? Nope. And then and then I kung saw the porno. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, I had to have that. <laughs> you I... saw Tech Decks. <laughs> yeah. like, a... They was... must have done that on purpose. I mean, they knew. And then I got this other tape. It's called um, Gam- it's a gambling tape. It's called Continuing Education Series. It's uh, this guy teaching you how to play craps. And what's really <laughs> weird is the guy on the tape, he has like one lazy eye. And I was like, well, if there's, if there's anybody that I want to learn how to play craps from, it's a guy that has had the shit beat out of him at least once. Like I keep like, I don't, can y'all see, can y'all see the guy? Uh, no, uh, he's blurred it's, out. It's blurred out. Well, I'll send yeah. y'all a picture later because uh, yeah. he looks like basically if like Woody Harrelson's character from Kingpin, if like if all he did was play craps, <laughs> that's um, <laughs> that's pure magic right there. And then I also I got this movie called The Mighty Kong, which is like an animated kids retelling of um of King Kong, obviously, but it's uh could have been Donkey Kong. Yeah, well, it could be, but I I apparently I looked into this and it was never released on DVD. Or if it was, it was only a DVD-R. But um, I don't know. I thought it would be... I thought it would be... Yeah, definitely. I thought it would be kind of something interesting to watch with the with the little guy. That's nice, awesome. nice. Yeah. And, um, like, uh, like I, I found some comics at uh, Goodwill. Uh, second appearance of, of Punisher. I got some, some interesting Silver Surfer books. And like I found some really old, old Archie books, and I'm like, I'm really into like the old Archie books, and the books that I usually try to find are the, they call them Naughty Girl covers, and it's like Betty or and Veronica like in bathing suits or like mm. saying something kind of with like sexual innuendo, mm. and those are the kind of books that I go after just because it they're not like your typical like yeah. covers. I've got some of those downstairs in my in in Pizza Planet from when in I was my... a kid. But uh, um, I, had, I uh, had an old neighbor that was a huge Archie comic guy. Yeah. And then he, when I was, I don't know, t- all these Archie books, and I remember the ones like, he, he would always say like, now these are going to be worse than the one day because they are. Wow. Even back then he knew. Well, because it, it's always been like in the Archie lore, there's always been sexual tension. Right. You know? yeah. But like they put women in bikinis on a cover of, of a book and it wasn't done back in the day. That's true. Yeah. So. Um, one more thing I did get was uh, this was I was very excited about. I got the new Tool album, um, and, and for anybody out there, I you know we usually don't talk about music on here, and I don't even really give a shit about music at, at all anymore. But this album was very important, and I managed to score one of the uh, the limited edition things. So the story with this CD is they only they only released you know however many not many of this limited edition physical copy, and it includes a four inch LCD screen 
and it plays this weird visualizer and it has a speaker built in and everything and it comes with a charging cable one of the coolest packagings i've ever seen comes with a huge art book uh yeah it was sick so i managed to get that they sell it they sold out like everywhere i i just happened to work at target so i was there at 7 50 in the morning taking my 15 minute break walking over to electronics and just standing there and sort of waiting and being like all right give it to me and then yeah so yeah i picked that up it's pretty rad if anyone wants to go let's do it all the tools music is on spotify now so yeah i'm not even a a big tool fan and I, i thought that that was really cool it's one of the craziest fucking packages I've ever seen, which is kind of their thing. But it's been 13 years since the last CD, which is the last physical CD I bought. So it was kind of funny that I got to buy another one. <laughs> why Why did it take so long for them to do a... Or... Oh, countless reasons. But, you know, they're also just very progressive and probably stubborn dudes that take a long time to write music together. That's what I, I imagine. I think there was some legal stuff in there, too. They got, like... They they had to deal with some court issues that held them off, and Maynard makes wine now, so yep. they're course. all busy, which is weird, actually, even listening to it. I was like, I haven't listened to an album and cared about it in probably like eight years or so, since I really was excited for a CD to come out, and I was like, this is weird, because they usually just listen to the radio, but I've been listening to it quite a lot. It's very good. That's awesome. Is it their best? No, I didn't expect it to be, but I sure hope it's their last. Because just call it a day, you know? Yeah, I mean, end on, end we're on good. Top. We're all good. <laughs> Everybody's stoked on it. Please don't say you're going to make one in another 13 years. I got you. And that's my music corner for today. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'll never I'll never have that again. That's funny. You were saying like that was the last time you bought a CD. I was trying to think of the last CD I bought. Yeah, mine was in 2006. I remember going to the store to get it. Actually, I'm I bought not- two albums in 2006, and that was pretty much it. I can't remember. So the last album I bought was a special because I went out to look for it was a special edition. Uh, I used to, I like, I still do. I like the band 311. Oh, hell yeah. So I was like 2004, 2005, they released an album. It was in like a green case, but it also came with a LP. So, mm-hmm. and the LP was green. And I, I was just like, that's, I got to have that. So still that have like, it? Don't... Somewhere. Yeah. Not the okay. CD, the C- CDs, you know, they scratch and then they, yeah. Under shit. What was the but, other CD you bought, Chase? Uh, Slayer. Um, what was it called? Christ Illusion. It came out on six six six. And uh, me and my buddy, me and my buddy Matt, drove drove from school. We were driving to the Fye at the mall, and he actually got pulled over on the way there for speeding, and he wasn't old enough to be driving other people yet. So the cop had to drive me and a few other friends to the mall, and Matt had to drive himself. Uh, so that was a pretty good memory. I'll never forget 666. That's a pretty cool story. <laughs> like, I will never awesome forget story. that day. All to buy a Slayer CD. That was all right. <laughs> it's cool that the cop still, like, drove y'all. Like, that. Oh, yeah. That... He was like, where are you guys going? Uh, we were like, the mall. He was like, all right, we'll get in the cruiser. And we were like, sweet. Yeah, that could have been, that could have went really bad. But that's, that's actually really cool. Yeah, South Shore, Massachusetts. Not much goes, goes south there. God, when was the last time you went to the mall? You know, um, when I when I went to visit home. Oh, you went to in, the mall in July. I go to the mall every time I go back. I think this might have been the last one because it has a big sign on the outside. They're tearing it down. That's sad. That's Even the FYE's gone. The FYE was there last year, and it was gone this year. The only thing left is an arcade. Isn't that nuts? A real arcade is the only thing <laughs> left in that mall. Is it called Games? Tilt? 
No, it's called uh, oh hell, what's it called? Big Top, uh, Big Top Arcade, and uh, yeah, the Fye's gone. The the McDonald's left. Hot Topic, GameStop, they all left the mall, but this arcade is still there. You know, there's an issue if the McDonald's leaves. I know, dude. I was like, you shut up with McDonald's. <laughs> that doesn't even cost any money. They can just <laughs> stay open. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Gone are the days. Gone are the days. I would like to own a mall, though, and like make it cool again. Nostalgia, man. It always I'd... has. It always has a time Chase frame. Tw- and Chase 2020. Bring, bring, make, make malls great again. Hey, dude. At some point, all those foreclosed malls. They're gonna be cool again, and people yeah. people are gonna want that experience again. But they weren't. They're gonna want it like super nineties. I say open up Stranger Things. Op- Stranger Things exactly. is trying to do it. I say open yeah. up a real fucking mall, not a pop up. Open up a real fucking mall, dude. <laughs> I I remember those days where you would go to the movie theater that was attached to the mall. I love would, it. Then you'd go to the food court after the, and then you'd go to the arcade, mm-hmm. and then like your parents would pick you up at like ten when the mall's closing. Down. Yeah, and you think that experience won't come like won't translate to modern day if you have an Alamo draft house and like a Dave and Buster's and all that shit. But like in a, a suburban mall, people would flock to that shit. I'd do it. Mm-hmm. You build the mall. I will come. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Fill the dreams. <laughs> I'll put a blockbuster in one of the, one of the main wings. Fuck that. You'll put, a, big... you'll put, you'll put a pizza planet in there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sure. I didn't know. I didn't know you were going to be franchising. Oh, yeah. Paved the way. Oh, I'm wow. franchising. You franchise? I'm franchising. 2020. Yeah, 10, gr- 10 grand. You could have your logo. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give me money? You could franchise all day. <laughs> Covered it here first, guys. It comes with a packet, a card, uh, the rights to use your logo, which is not your logo, and um, and a couple like black diamonds. <laughs> oh god! It's an initiation. Like yeah. these are your pre rare section. That'd be so amazing. Oh my god! If someone's just like, yeah, I'd like to franchise. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That you need to add that to your bio, like your Instagram bio, mm-hmm. like <laughs> willing uh, to franchise. P- yeah, PM me for start franchise a, details. Start a Patreon, but there's only one tier and it's ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always active. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me ten G's and I'll give you my logo. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. So is it what are you guys watching? Anything right now? Any T V shows? Anything? Any movies you've seen? I I watched Tusk for the first time. Oh wow. That shit's good. <laughs> That's a good movie. What took you so long? I don't know. I have no idea. It's it's always been available to me. Have you seen it, Kevin? Mm. Kevin Smith. It's a Kevin Smith movie uh, starring Justin Long, which is one of my favorites. And it's like a human centipede kind of movie where yeah. a madman wants to turn a human into a walrus. And it's one of the best. It's one of the. It's one of my favorite <laughs> like gory movies it's just perfect i, I, I absolutely a, love it i have a really funny story about it i went and saw it like uh opening day here mm-hmm. in uh, houston and it was like one of those smaller theaters like because i guess they didn't they didn't count on people going to see it right and uh it was it was packed like it was sold out and yeah. uh, we literally sat like you know every seat was full and uh, probably about halfway into the movie like Again, the theater is small enough that you can hear every single thing. And there's, there is quite a few quiet moments in the film. Yeah. And about halfway through, this, this girl leans over to her date. And I'm assuming it was their first date. And she goes, 
why the fuck did you bring me to this? <laughs> and, 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 and like that always stuck with me because like, as you know, uh, Kevin, Kevin, uh, I won't spoil it for you, but there's like some interesting stuff that does happen and, and some um, revealing things, I guess you could say, like there's some interesting like sequences and she said it like right before something crazy happened. So it was that much more interesting to watch her walk away or walk out of the theater and the guy just sat there and finished the movie. <laughs> so oh, she left early. Yeah, she walked out, and I was like, "Okay, this this date." Like, every everyone laughed because, like, you 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 could clearly hear her That's be so upset. Funny. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a it's a great it's a great movie. It's I mean, it has two of my favorites in it: Justin Long and Kevin Smith. So, mm-hmm. and Johnny Depp is in it as well. There's quite a it's it's definitely worth. It's kind of like oh. uh, wait, who's Johnny Depp? In? He's uh, the the cop. That's Johnny Depp? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. No way. And, and that okay. movie, the awesome. Movie, that movie that him, uh, Kevin Smith's daughter and his daughter did, the one that's on Netflix. Yoga this Hosers is, or whatever. This is in the same universe as that. I figured when I saw them, and it's yeah. in Canada. So I was like, yeah. okay, must be the same people. Um, wow. Well, wow. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. I'll, I'll have to... That's insane. I had no idea that was him. I thought he looks familiar, but I was like, he must just be a character actor from stuff. It's very similar to Misery. Like it's it's very similar to Misery and what's the movie you and Human Centipede? Yeah, and that it's kind of like a combo. It's that like body horror, but it's meant as a comedy, right? It's a comedy. It's like middle of the road, I'd say. (laughs) It's a very dark comedy. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a Chucky movie comedy. Like it's it's mostly played for laughs, but it's pretty fucked up what you're watching. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Okay. Well, I I'm gonna have to watch it now. I'm gonna have to find it and figure it figure out how to watch it. It's on I, uh, Netflix, I think. Or, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's or on Hulu. Netflix. One of those. I just watched it. So. I awesome. watched uh, Ma. Oh, was that oh, good? Did you? Yeah, you know, I really wanted to like it, and yeah. I, I the, the acting was really good. But there's like a bunch of moments in the movie where you're like, this wouldn't happen. Like, there's so many moments where. You're like, okay, wouldn't they just leave? Like, there's, there's, <laughs> there's nothing keeping them there. That's what point. I was worried about when I was when I first saw the. It could easily be dumb, because yeah. well, who would really get themselves in a situation like that? Yeah. Um, well, in, in the beginning, it, it you kind of you're like you're you're along for the ride, and then it happens once, and you're like, okay, at this point, I would never go back, and then like it's so early on that you're like, well, how the hell are they going to come back from that moment? And then it just continues to be a series of moments that you could easily walk away from. Um, yeah. We, I think sprinkles, you and I talked about this a while ago. Yeah. Way back. Cause we were like, way back. we, it, the trailer kind of, I don't know how it, it popped up on one of our radars and we were both kind of mm-hmm. like taken aback by it. We're like this could be, it could mean, cause it has a, uh, what is her Octavia Spencer? Yeah, and she's fantastic yeah. in the movie. Okay, yeah, it's just it's I just the writing that's that odd. I heard it was like a seven out of ten, and all seven are just for her. I would definitely agree. <laughs> so that's why when it when it did come out in theaters, I I wound up missing it because I, I was just like, ah, it didn't doesn't seem like it's yeah uh, changing the world. So it came on a video yesterday. So if you guys are really like curious, okay. you can get it like in Redbox yeah. or something. Because uh, I was, I wanted to see it because I wanted to see her, because she's not in a lot of horror movies or any horror movies that I know of. No, 
but she she plays like always like a strong black lead or like in some mm-hmm. type of like historical piece. Yeah, you know? she was in Shape of Water, right? Shape of Water. That was, that was her she's in um, the one the about help. The help. She's the one about the uh, NASA. I'm yep. blanking on the name of that at the current time. The, uh, the... But but she's in a lot of like like uh, pretty serious high, high quality stuff. Right, like yeah. well written, high quality stuff. So I was curious to see how this would go. I, I don't know if this was one of those things where, like, you know, you know how the comedians will do the thing, to, to, a serious movie to prove that they're not just funny, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I was curious if it's kind of like that. And sounds like she's pretty good in it, but it's kind of it's faulting in some other areas. What about you, Kev? Have you seen anything? You've been watching anything? So I went from uh, watching um, Veronica Mars, which yeah. was. It was good. That I don't care. It's, it, it's made for teenage girls. That's fine. But I liked it. Some, sometimes um, that's okay, man. Sometimes you're just in the mood for a teenage girl. Yeah, I was like, that's just a, that's just a <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, but it was good. It was. It, I like I like crime drama like that. Um, yeah. There's a party going on over there. There's a crime drama going on. There's there. always a party happening here, man. That's that's the that's the problem. That's life. Yeah. Um, Life is a party. I watched the fourth season of that that Hulu made. It was okay. Yeah. Um, but then I got into Mayans MC, so the spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, you're still watching that. So I finished the first. Oh, that's what that that's what that is. I saw the 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 name and I was like, oh, there's a show about Mayans now. No, it's great. So it so it has terrible marketing. <laughs> it's not going to get anyone that doesn't already know what. It is. Right. So that's what they're banking on. They're banking on the people that were like. Addicted to Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, I never saw that uh, that show there. That was a big deal. That was that was a good one. I, I was a fan, fan of Sons of Anarchy. I mean, I'm not going to go out and like buy a leather vest or anything, but like it was a great show. Please don't, right? Please do um, it. But I got into Mayans, and so now I'm rebinging Sons of Anarchy right now. Oh, cool! But now I want to get into Carnival Row, that new Prime. I looked that up after we talked last time. It looks good. So. <laughs> question did you just hear that fart because it was a big one was it you no i didn't that was amazing i'm surprised it didn't no, come to the microphone but that must have been that must have been well timed because i was just laughing at the whole the whole interaction <laughs> it was good it was good <laughs> so carnival row i haven't started it yet but and that that and the boys the boys the boys i swear i swear by the boys watch the boys the boys uh, watch the boys so that's kind of where i'm at right now i want to get the love the boys i want to get the graphic novels for the boys um get all the boys so that's kind of what i'm but there's so many good things now on netflix hulu everything i have an i have kind of like a little update on something we talked about last time yeah which mm-hmm. it's it involves netflix and i thought this was really interesting is that going forward or i, I think like maybe within the next year or like after once we get to 2020 netflix is actually going to start releasing their series is like our series i either way um week by week so it's not going to be the binging i heard that because because people are dropping off of things too quick because you have to wait two years for a show to come back just to binge it and then people are already like now yep because they watch it in one day and then they don't think about it for 365 days. Yep. And then like, there's a uh, lot of shows that like, uh, like mine hunter season two just came out and everyone that watched season one hasn't jumped on the season two. And I, and that they're, yeah. that's what they're blaming it on. I feel like stranger things is probably a big thing too. Yeah. 
because I don't think season three had the hit that they wanted. No. Everyone, everyone I know that likes that show watched it. Like, I, I had to avoid the internet because of that fucking show. Yeah. I also thought that they're going to the, the weekly release of a show because that's what Disney's going to do for yeah. all of their shows now on the Disney Plus that streaming is, I service. I mean, that is what you should do. I feel like it's it's better for quality. Yeah. You have time to think about each episode when you're making it. They don't need to rush them all out like a 15-hour movie. I think it depends on the show. Like, they, some right. of them, yeah, it makes sense. But then the other shows, like, I mean, what are we going to wait till like, primetime, 8, 8 p.m.? You know, like, it's going to be like like watching, it's going to be like watching the Stephen King miniseries every Sunday. And I fucking hate that. <laughs> you're st- you're st- that. The stand really hurt you. It touched you in a bad place, didn't it? Dude, it's not good. <laughs> It's funny that so um, I went to a tape swap recently and I actually saw for the first time the full four pack of the stand. Now, I I didn't know. So, you know how it comes in that two pack sleeve? Yeah. I always thought that was the whole movie. We we already went over that. Uh, and then I found out that it's two, two sleeves, two double sleeves. But then there's an outer box that goes with yep. that. There's like a four a four tape box that these all go in i had no idea this existed and i finally saw one in person and i did not buy did it. you vomit in your mouth i was just like oh <laughs> that's long yeah and even another kid i was with was like holy shit that's four tapes yeah i was like yeah i always wondered why the laser disc was so heavy and it must be uh, i mean it must be what six i think it's six yeah it's it has to be there's only an hour on each side Shame. Dude, it's too much laser disking I, I also have one other update, and this is from not only the, the – this is not from the previous episode, but the previous, previous episode. So on November mm. 13, 2007, it was announced that Paramount Players would make a live-action film adaptation of Are You Afraid of the Dark? However, the film was removed from Paramount's schedule. On February 14, 2009, it was announced that the series itself – would be revived for a limited time with a limited miniseries premiering in October 2019. Because remember, we were confused yeah. if, it, if it was going to be a movie or a TV show. And there's your answer. So it is, I mean, the miniseries is, is once again haunting me. But at least this time, it's something that I'm a fan of. So they are going to find, so they are, that is coming out this it's year? It's going to be October 2019, that's, yeah. So next, so next month. month. That's fucking news to me. Do they have a trailer? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not a trailer. Really? I wouldn't call it a full trailer. Yeah, it's it's a, like a teaser. It's a super teaser. Wow. It's just kind of okay. announcing that it exists kind of thing. But I just... That only slightly worries me. Only a little bit. But, I mean, it's coming. Because I'm like, I am like, I hope they have a lot of it. You know, I hope it's done. Yeah. Well, It's coming out next month. Well, the good thing is, is that it's... I think maybe they were just confused onto what they were going to do with it. And then they ended up getting yeah. too much footage and then they're like this is going to make much more sense as just a, a mini series or something yeah because it could be just it could ultimately lead to a rebranding and maybe like another mini series or series down the road which you know i i hope that that is the case unlike like but with yeah. rocco i would i would argue against that but with are you for the dark as long as they right. don't try to peddle transgenders my way then i'm all about it okay all righty <laughs> well <laughs> um I don't know where to go well, from there. I just like oh. to be confrontational. So let's let. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, 
So wait, when is that coming out? October next month. Next October? month. Yeah. Or is there is there a day? No, I don't have a day. They haven't really. They no. haven't. They haven't. Uh, I think what they're hmm. trying, what they're planning on doing is like, it'll just happen. It's just gonna. Yeah, it's just gonna be on there one day. And we'll be like, oh, hey, I'm into it. I'll watch and it. What is it gonna be released on? Is it gonna be released on Netflix, uh, that, Hulu? Where? That that I don't know. The, so, I, I didn't, oh, we I, don't even know who's. Oh, okay. So a lot of questions to keep figuring out, but we'll as soon as we figure it out, we will let. Well, I, uh, I mean, Nickelodeon has a close deal with both, but I think I think the new Nickelodeon content is coming out on Netflix. So I'm gonna put my chips in that basket. See, that's what I because they what got I was thinking. they got Rocco and Invader Zim. Hulu has the old stuff, but Netflix is getting everything new. So they might they might have a they might be laying down together. Yeah, I think what I, I think <laughs> kind of like what you're this is kind of based off what you're saying. I think that their contract is expiring with Hulu and then yeah. like I all the new stuff is getting new contracts with Netflix. Yeah, but not the direction I would go for them. But all right. You know, Netflix, that's fine. I feel like Netflix is on its way out personally. But I oh I guess Nick doesn't want to be in bed with Disney. That's the thing. Exactly. Because Hulu's Disney now. So Nick is like, yo, we're still beefing. And they're like, for real, you can just come over. And they're like, no, we're still beefing over the whole Doug thing. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I have no idea of this confrontation between Nickelodeon and Disney. Well, yeah, they're the competitors. Well, yeah. Well, and they fought over Doug. Yeah. But that's another episode. Yeah. One and a. No, no, no. Before we get into uh, the stuff we're looking forward to seeing, let's take a minute to. Uh, talk about one of our first sponsors cinedump.com <laughs> this is skeletor talking so you want to go to cinedump huh what a dump who used to say that betty davis dear good friend of mine i wish <laughs> have a good time don't buy any garbage from these people <laughs> don't listen to alan i mean skeletor Listen to me, Jesse Hobson, from Cinedump.com. That's C-I-N-E, dump.com. Check us out for all your favorite movie reviews and interviews. We let the doers know how they're doing. Now, there's been a shitload of new trailers coming out. Yeah. Like, we... Like a Cinedump worth. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? That was good. That was awesome. Coming soon to theaters. Dude, the one that did you guys even? What did you think of Motherless Brooklyn? I'm into it. I'm I'm not gonna jump out of my seat and like go see it, uh, but it looks like it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's definitely an Edward Norton movie. Yeah, definitely it's like the most Edward Norton thing I've ever seen. I was like, this was probably so hard to film. <laughs> Everybody probably had a horrible time filming this movie. It was probably it probably took two years to make this movie. Uh, but I think the story will be really good. I think it'll be probably very well acted, at least by Edward Norton. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the idea of this movie is it is basically Edward Norton plays a private detective with Tourette's syndrome. Yeah, which I hope is a bigger part than the, than the trailer. By the end of the trailer, you're like, oh, yeah, he does. At the beginning, you're like, oh, this is, is going to be a quirky movie about this Tourette's detective. By the end, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess he has Tourette's. Does that have anything to do with the movie? I'm, yeah. We don't really know yet. I'm wondering if it's going to It might come... be part of, like, 
yeah maybe like full circle thing yeah. like clues and all that and he'll start blurting out like clues i don't know but uh but it was cool uh, it got me right away it, i was like okay i'm into it yeah so it's set- i'm not a huge fan of bruce willis he kind of loves me but i was you know that's just me you don't like bruce willis no, I think he's a big, dumb, bald guy. Like, I think he's probably very dumb, like, just in the face. He's probably, like, doesn't think very much in life. He just acts, uh, which is cool. But I never really liked his movies. Like, he's whatever. I'm, I'm actually with Chase on this one. Yeah, like, he just seems like a big meathead. <laughs> like, I don't think he's got much going on upstairs. Hey, and that's, I, I'm, I like Bruce Willis. I like Die Hards. I like, I mean. He just has the That's same cool. facial expression in every film. Like well, he's also the same character in every film. They exactly. Yeah. Now he's just bald. Yeah. It's not so one of those Brooklyn's due to drop November first. So that'd be cool. I'm. I'm. I. This will not be a one that I. You know, I took that for a Christmas movie. I thought that was going to be like a Christmas Day kind of movie. It feels like a movie I'd watch when it's cold outside. That's yeah. Like that's probably the day I would watch it. Is like. I'd be like, all right, let's put it on during Thanksgiving, like after we yeah. eat that kind of movie. That's, yeah, that's what I thought. This is this is going to be released around like a Thanksgiving. You you know, you go out to the movies, you know that the day. I yeah, and all that. Um, no, but I'm not going to go see it in the theaters. But I will definitely um, uh, see it. I want to. I'll watch it for sure. I'll, this will be a yeah. watch for sure. It reminds um, it reminds me of like early 2000s dvds like it's something that i would have rented and then i would have been like oh okay i need to buy this and 25th hour and then my my dvd collection is like top tier because i'm a real yeah. cinephile now right i got you yeah like people who people who rewatch Schindler's list yeah and you're like yeah you want to watch it twice that movie's too, that movie's too much too much to watch just twice. literally one of those movies that you're like all right that's a one-timer yep Cool. That's that good. was good. That was good and intense as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, what other movies did we? Uh, uh, Honey the, Boy, uh, the Mandal, the Mandalorian, oh, Mandalorian, and uh, and Honey Boy are the two uh, two other ones we're going to talk about. Let's go. Uh, let's go with Honey Boy first because I am fucking beyond excited. I that movie has me wanting to go to see it in the theaters. I'm, I will definitely. I'm still waiting to go see Peanut Butter Falcon because Shia LaBeouf has been steadily making a comeback for the last since he started. Yeah, he's been one of the few people that I think has been on a comeback ever since he started. Peanut Butter Falcon's actually in theaters now. I just saw that. I, I, I just saw that was in theaters today. I yeah, it's just super limited. Yeah. Like my out here, one draft house has it, and it's only a few showings. So it's not anywhere here. I don't have it around me. Yeah. Uh, if we did, I'd go see that. I'm the, a Shia LaBeouf yeah. fan. I'm going back to Even Stevens, Hol- oh, yeah. Holes, Sia videos. True Confessions. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he had me mm-hmm. at, you know, interpretive dance videos with Sia. You know what I'm saying? Dig them up, up, oh, yeah. dig them. The, you know? the only thing that worries me about this movie, because I really, really want to see this as well, is that mm-hmm. the last time he wrote something, it, it didn't go too well. Um, but I'm, I guess you, you can't plagiarize your own life. So I'm right. not exactly sure. I guess that that's a, that's a good thing, but, um, did he plagiarize? Oh yeah. What movie did he write? Uh, it was, it wasn't a movie. I don't believe, I believe it was a story and then he got busted for, uh, plagiarizing a Yahoo writer. I, I believe, I believe that's the story uh, and it, yeah. and it's, oh, I, I mean, I'm... and it was like back to back to back, like, because this was around the same time when he went to prison and the same time whenever he was like out battling, uh, uh, rappers and streets. Yeah, that was when he was going through some stuff. Yeah, he yeah. pulled his Britney Spears. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I did. mean, yeah, that was a rough. That's one. the thing, though. These guys were like at like eleven. They're bound to crack, you know. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and I mean, with how he depicts his father, which I love that he plays his father, and I love that that's what he looks like because I fully believe that's what his dad looked like. Oh yeah. Uh, he they got a great kid to play him. Oh yeah. Long story short, this this movie. The Honey Boy is about Shia LaBeouf's life. Yeah, yeah, it's essentially a biopic made and directed by him. He plays his father in it, uh, and yeah, it starts off with like him and and even Stevens. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know how much it's going to touch, how old he's going to get in the movie, but I'm pretty stoked about it regardless. If it comes, to see this in movie in the theater. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't have any indie theaters in your. Uh, Downtown we did general vicinity. Downtown yeah. Atlanta, but it, again, that's like an hour drive. So like, it's it's yeah. hard with a with a little one to go that long. Yeah, and a and a dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but once this comes out somewhere, I, I will. If I don't see it in theaters, I, I will venture to say that I would own both of these films, Peanut Butter Falcon and yeah. Honey Boy. On I pro- I was thinking that actually today. I was like, I'm probably if I miss both of them, I'll be bummed. But by Christmas, they'll both be available. So yeah. I'll just buy both of them. I will buy both of these on Blu-ray for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that one, and then the Mandolier, which uh, didn't grasp me very much. It it had. It, I mean, the visuals are cool, but I don't know anything about what's going on. And I was just like, "All right, so it's a bounty hunter." Um, well, is that one that we already know? I don't know of this Mandolier. It's Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandolier. Oh yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, you're you're halfway there. You're halfway there. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about Star Wars. I've seen most, but I don't know shit about uh what this guy is or who he is but lando's in it i recognize that man it's boba the fett uh, it's boba the fett. It, that is boba? it's, it's okay, not it's like, it's not boba boba it's, fett it's, it's it's um uh his dad his dad yeah well is, is it really his dad uh yeah and also uh, that's I'm not lando that's carl weathers oh yeah you're right that was carl weathers but uh, uh-huh. another really interesting thing about this movie is that Bill Burr is, or not movie, it's a, it's going to be a series. It's ten episodes. Right. Each episode is fifteen million dollars to to film. But Bill Burr is in this in this show, and Bill Burr is on record saying that he does not like Star Wars, and that's awesome. That he that's awesome. So he he hates Star Wars, and the last time we got a good Star Wars was with uh, Han Solo who he also is on record saying that he hates Star Wars. And when I say Han Solo, I mean the man, not not the movie Solo. Right, you mean Harrison yes. Ford. Yeah. So uh, this, is, this, is this is set after Django and Boba Fett. Yes. This is a lone warrior. This is between Mandalorian. the Empire and before the First Order. So this, be, this is basically bef- between the old movies and the new movies. And that's and, that's kind of what I like about it too. It it because okay. I'm I'm not a really big fan of the new movies. This is feels like a return to form. Like we're back in the pits. We're back in the dirt. We're back amongst the scum in the bars. So wait, who's Carl Weathers playing? Because I immediately was just like, oh, mustache. We don't we don't know the there's <laughs> oh okay. Also, it seemed like a reveal. Like we should know. So I was like, I don't they're, know, they're just kind of like that. revealing like the uh, a little bit at a time. This is actors. all going to be. Right. This is this right because it's a series. This is going to be the big push for Disney Plus when they launch that in November. Yeah, this and Lady and the Tramp. Yep, this is all for Disney Plus. Which, by the way, I, I don't know about you guys, but I will be subscribing to Disney Plus. Yeah, there's like a deal. Did you did you get the yeah. early pass? Yeah, I did not. I think it's already it's already over now. I think it was only till like Sunday till Labor Day. Yeah. 
but they were offering people three years for 140 bucks. Right. We, we didn't do that. We were, it was like, yeah, what if, which what, turned out to be like $4 a month or whatever, $3 a month. I was like, what if this sucks? And then you're like, you know, you've just dropped like, they just go, Disney goes under <laughs> next year. <laughs> but no, it wouldn't go under, but like, Turn, you're just like, oh, this is not what it, Disney gate. But what's cool about this is you're going to get, you'll get Disney plus you'll get, um, ES, ESPN and Hulu, right? All yeah. under this one package. So now people will actually, I guess, pay for ESPN and Spotify. I don't know. <laughs> well, no way, they own Spotify. No, 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 no. That Hulu and Spotify did a deal. That's right. That's what that's cool. But I'm you, excited. But you get Nat know. Geo, ESPN. Like, there's a ton of shit. Like, it's it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's like, Nat Geo. Yeah, Tight. it's like nine bucks. Yeah. So right. I'm, I know it's cheaper than. That's why I. I mean, Netflix is. If I wouldn't be paying for it if I didn't get it for free. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't pay for my Netflix because that's not I don't think Netflix is worth the money. I really like Hulu. Hulu I caught me off guard. It doesn't update like it doesn't add new stuff all the time, but it keeps me plenty busy. But everything I wanna watch is on there, so I'm good. See the only thing I pay for is Amazon Prime. And I love Prime because it has like yeah. the really old like it has all the shit that we look for on VHS, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I'm all Yeah, it's got like the whole trauma section. Dude, it has like everything. everything. Like, which is shocking, and uh, I mean, Amazon's a no-brainer because you get the music and you get the shipping and everything. You just you destroy the planet one step at a time. Hey, I had a fun theory. This is a sidetrack, sidetrack, sidetrack. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, I was talking to my boss today, and I was like, man, if we're what if we're just in a simulation, right? Now stay with me. But the company who is running that simulation is kind of cutting corners and uh, laying people off. So quality is going down. And that's why all these glitches are happening is the designers of the world we're in. Uh, of, uh, they're just not doing their jobs or they're understaffed. Rather. And that's why we get all the hurricanes so and shit. Yeah. And that's why like weird, weird things with the Bernstein bears thing, you know, the, the Mandela effect thing. That's why those things happen is someone's just messing up code you know those people who just cross the street when it's a green light and you're like what are you doing don't like don't walk across the street right now that (laughs) that, someone just just messing up the program because they're they're fucking around at work and they don't they don't really give a shit that right there sounded just like a black mirror episode on netflix yeah and i I mean they might delete they might delete my account just because i i came up yeah i figured them out you should make them uh you should do a crowdfunded (laughs) episode and that should be it Dude, I, I'll I'll contact the guy that made the Chucky movie, and we'll 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 make it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You know, like uh, another little sidetrack. I contacted that dude to like try to do an interview with him, and every time we talk, he's like, "All right, man, let's do it tomorrow," and let's do it tomorrow. And I like, and I Damn. and I'll hit him up, and I'll like, I'm like, "You can't be doing that much. Like, there's only so many fan films that can be made," and yeah. and like, I because I I always see him see him on Facebook, and his like little icons always green. And I'm like, dude, just give me 10 minutes of your time. Like, how is it that I can yeah. get on the phone with, you know, like um, Richard Brake, Steven Spielberg, but not you? And it's I don't know. Right. But um, but yeah, that that will come eventually. And I'll, I'll pitch the uh, the uh, Black Mirror episode for you guys. I like oh, it. Yeah. Before we get into our main attraction, let's go ahead and uh, hear from our second sponsor, which is CollectionTherapy.com. Uh, if you guys love VHS hunting and tapes, head over to collectiontherapy.com. $2 tapes. They're all $2. You can't beat that price. And $2 a tape, 
You got wall slabs over there. You got t-shirts. You got stickers. Everything you want. So head over to collectiontherapy.com. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I like how you ended with yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of end with a yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but but back on track. So, <laughs> so I think I think it's only fitting that Jesse lead us into the main attraction. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Dunbar. Is Hunter Dunbar here tonight? That's enough. I need to get an autograph. Don't let him do this to me. I'm a fan. I'm a number one fan. Is it difficult to find famous people's houses? I use my star map. Uh, You have to be careful. I don't want you to be accused of stalking. Hey, you can't just come to my private residence looking for me. Listen, pal, I don't know how you found me. But I don't ever want to see you in this neighborhood again. being stalked by an obsessive fan played by John Travolta after an awkward altercation at an autograph signing. This movie was the shit. This was so good. I mean, like caught me off guard, (laughs) caught me off guard. Good. Right. Yeah. Like, don't lie. Was anybody else going into this movie going like, this is going to suck, but I'm willing to watch it. Right. I, I honestly I honestly thought it was going to be pretty good. Yeah. So, because because I love Devin Sawa so much, uh, and as soon as I saw the image of John Travolta, I was like, "Well, they got the character right. This guy is going to act exactly like he's supposed to." Um, and he did. John Travolta, the psychopath that he is, did such a good job in this role. Like, I know that he still had to go to his Scientology meetings every afternoon <laughs> while filming, but but this movie was so spot on and it's not flawless and we'll get into that later no, but it's by no means flawless but it <clears throat> I, so i am known i i fast forward tv shows um during awkward scenes or filler so i usually just kind of like you I, we, sprinkles and i've talked about this. yeah y'all, y'all oh, yeah. I remember, I remember. yeah you so could barely watch eighth grade yeah but eighth grade i almost had a panic <laughs> you like watched the trailer of eighth grade <laughs> so uncomfortable that movie was so uncomfortable but this movie uh we were gracious enough to have screening of it and i couldn't fast forward so i had to watch it right i'm not gonna lie i wanted to fast forward sometimes because john travolta is dare i say he he was amazing in this movie he was. I think this was. He. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of his movies, but this is. I mean, this is on the top of the list as far as the John Travolta movies I've watched in full. It was his character was well done. 
obviously a gentleman who is uh, a little slower, right? Has some probably some mental, social, I would definitely say on the autism spectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and he really, it, it came across very well. Mm-hmm. You, it was very creepy. He just wanted an autograph. Oh, he's an autograph chaser. Um, and I've met these people. I've, I, I go to conventions. I've been to conventions with people who are fans of YouTube channels that are very small. And when you get diehard fans of things that are very small, you get a lot of things similar to this character. Um, and it's, it's really more believable than I even wanted it to be. The, the thing that made it really creepy is his age. Is the fact that this isn't like an eighteen-year-old? This is how old is he? Fifty? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like he's got to be and, and playing his, at least even the character's got to be like forty-five, fifty years old. And his old. name is Moose. Like I felt like that added to it. Was Moose. <laughs> the haircut, <laughs> so good. the haircut he had was like this. Mm-hmm. It was a bowl cut, but it was so high up a bowl cut. It was like <laughs> the bangs. It was like just that. It was just the the half-inch bangs straight across. And you know, we requested it too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this point was a five head, forehead, being shown under that bowl cut, and that when he walked into the collecting shop and was like, "Can't yeah. talk long, gotta poop." I was like, "Yep, <laughs> that was." An, I was like, "That's that really set the tone of how Moose is." Like Moose, I there is no loved there is no filter on Moose. I loved it, and and so he so he goes to the the signing. Of uh, Devin Sawa's character, what was his name? Um, with the character, I just kind of like I just kind of felt like he was playing himself, really. Yeah, he was Devin oh, Sawa, and, this, and essentially, John Travolta really likes Final Destination. Part <laughs> one. That's basically what this is. And uh, not gonna lie, I love Devin Sawa. I love everything he, he was in, um, and he actually he was on a podcast that I listened to called Kind of Funny Podcast. They they're like a gaming YouTube channel. But they do a podcast called We Have Cool Friends, and he actually is one of their friends. So he came on and did a whole interview, like over an hour of just chatting about his life and everything. And he was talking about this movie and just talking about working with Fred Durst and how he's he's kind of a lunatic, but but he's a cool guy. And uh, it just made me more excited to watch the movie and glad that he's back. I hope he gets a bunch of random horror roles. We didn't even touch on that. This was written and directed <laughs> by Fred Durst. Oh, right. Yes. Spoiler. This is written and directed by the Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit. So, from what I understand, it's loosely based on a experience that Fred Durst had with an actual fan of Limp Bizkit. Okay, I can see That's that. even more frightening. Yeah. Uh, That's terrifying. And, uh, yeah, so, like... Um, I don't know. Someone else talked. Dude, so with, Hunter Dunbar is Devin Sawas. <laughs> Mr. Dunbar. That's right. Mr. Dunbar. Mr. Dunbar. Mr. Dunbar. Mr. Dunbar. He's not very nice. Mr. Dunbar. Dude, I mean, like, yeah, he tries to get this leather jacket signed. Um, totally inappropriate moment. He's like, he's behind the, the collection, the collectible shop. It's not a time to ask for an autograph. And you can see that, that Mr. Dunbar is very agitated. He's dealing with his own shit and he tries to get a leather jacket signed that's from a movie. It's a prop and from Vampire, he's super excited like about vampire it. Vampire something? Vampire Slayer? Weekend. No, v- vampire, vampire Slayer. Vampire Weekend Slayer? Just obviously. <laughs> vampire Weekend's a band. Obviously a very bad because uh, he's wearing a leather his name studded on the back of it. Yeah. And uh, so he tries to get it signed and 
and Mr. Dunbar just yells at him, just flips out on him. He's like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I'm not signing your shit. And then leaves. Um, and then Moose wants to find his house. Uh, so he goes to his conveniently placed for exposition friend who is a paparazzi. Leah. That's what she is, right? Or a journalist or a paparazzi. She's a little bit of paparazzi. both, yeah. Yeah. And she, like, writes about the star, like a TMZ reporter. And she tells him about the the map uh, map of the stars or whatever it is. The app that shows you where all the stars live, which is just a terrible thing. That's just an enabler right there. And if anything serious happened, I hope she would have been held accountable. Uh, which serious shit did happen, mind you. But she got off. Um, so she tells him about this app that shows where the stars live. So he immediately goes to Mr. Dunbar's residence. After writing to, him a letter. Yeah. After writing him a letter about how upset he was at the interaction they had. So he wrote this, this letter and um, tried to deliver it. He, the, the first time he is when he got spooked, right? No, no. The first time is when he ran into him at the gate. And he was like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing here? Get away from my house. Don't come here ever again. <laughs> then he goes back. Of course. Goes rifling through the yard. And then the maid is like, the maid was scared, what, the first time? Second time. The second time is when he, he pushed the maid because she attacked him in the backyard no, she, and told him to leave. she sees him the first time. Yeah, she sees him the first time and is spooked. Yeah, because then she, the second yeah. time she runs out and tries to stop him, he pushes her, hits her head against a bird feeder. And this is vital information for your everyday life. Pushes her into a bird feeder. Her head just starts bleeding and she's dead. She's just dead, cold, and he leaves. And that's it. <laughs> that's the end of that scene. And you're like, oh, okay. He got excited because she was going to read the letter yes and he ran out yeah. of the bushes and said that's not for you that's for mr right. dunbar and yeah. he like straight up uppercuts her nostril holes into her brain mm-hmm. yeah yeah he kills her pretty uh, but the before that even happened remember when the the scene with the before he kills her before the scene when the, the maid was like you know there was somebody i was scared yada yada and yeah so devin saw his character's like oh okay and they kissed the weird like, subplot oh, yeah, you're like that's yeah. weird. But then he I goes hated up to that the, part. And he goes up to the gardener, and the gardener he was like, "Did you see anybody here?" And it's raining, right? It's like downpour, downpour. Yeah. And the gardener's like, "I didn't. I see no one." Of course, in Hispanic, I see no one. And the guy was like, "It's raining. Can I go home?" And I was like, "Why did he need to say that?" <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And then the next the <laughs> next scene, it's sunny out. Yeah, it was. It's, it's within like a ten minute span. I'm like. What is happening right now? <laughs> like, so nice. The continuity got a little nice. skewed with some timelines. There was but, a there was hey, a couple I... weird things like that. Like, I also didn't like the choice to have Leah narrate the film. I didn't really see that being weird necessary. And I liked the drawing at the beginning, yeah. but the fact that there were only three in the whole movie, I was like, so that's just for the three acts. Yeah, I thought that was going to come in more, but. Because I liked those sketches, those like chalk paintings of of moose in different situations, uh, which I thought was really cool. I just either wanted it more or not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree with that for sure. It, yeah, like it was cool, but it was too random. And then with with Dora, like her dying, like I that it just seemed it was really weird. Like because it happens, and then we never deal with it. Like I I remember thinking to myself, 
well, that's weird. And then like it, it obviously we get some more of that back at the end. Yeah. But that also seems super unnecessary too. Like I thought, it, yeah. I thought it would have been more interesting had they, had there not been a kill count, like how had like he not actually killed her or like, like, right. It would like, it would have just made more sense for him not to kill her. How this movie is you... very reminiscent of one hour photo, except for the fact that there's a death. Yeah. Agreed. Which Definitely. maybe was used to differentiate it from that plot. Cause it's, I mean, it's very similar, like with him being in his house. Yeah. And he takes a shit. Doesn't um, he take a shit? He takes, he takes a shit while he's like just sleeping. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's... He takes a shit, washes yeah. his hands, reads his medicine, brushes his mm-hmm. teeth after smelling. He like a... tucks him in. He, yeah. He takes a, it, that, that part was nuts when he's like sleeping on the couch and he's just chilling next to him. Then he goes to sleep and <laughs> wakes up to his alarm and just dips, which I'm like, all right, Mr. Dunbar, what kind of Xanax were you like? Why were you so passed out, dude? Like, wake up. There's someone in your living room. You have a child. You you don't wake up easier than that. What if something was happening? Yeah, something was happening. <laughs> there was a stranger <laughs> in your house. <clears throat> Um, eating some type of mustard or something out of the refrigerator and he goes back to his house multiple times um and and breaks in with with him in the house just to obsess over him and just be around him and like kind of be friends which was actually in one hour photo not to do a side by side but was uh what also happened was was mental like it was only in his mind that he was actually in the room with them whereas he was actually in the house alone um, so that that made it a little bit less comfortable I, because I, yeah. he was just sitting right next to him. <laughs> when, when you're doing like when you mentioned the side by side, one of the things I thought was really interesting was the scene with Moose and like Moose is like a, a child and uh, he's watching the TV and basically the TV is his babysitter. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked that scene because it reminded me of uh, Cable Guy and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was it was really cool because it gave it gave a little bit of motivation for Moose and it kind of added to his character. And and then it it just ended like there was no more. We didn't return to that storyline or that development. Like it was like, okay, we're just accepting the fact that this dude, all he had was like his horror mom and then, you know, cable, which Mm -hmm. which is cool. But I mean, I wanted a little bit a little bit more. Yeah, Um, Uh, the scene that really. I really enjoyed that really helped me kind of was when, so Moose works as a street actor, I, w- I guess you'd say. Oh like yeah. A street performer. Yeah. Yeah. That whole stuff. He dresses too. up as a Bobby, in, like a, in, an English yeah. cop. Right. And so he, yeah. he's practicing in a, in a, what I could only guess is a public bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Lines and put on his costume. And, um, he's out there with this kind of like, um, fucking magician wannabe who like hustles and doesn't respect Hollywood. Right. Yeah. But like he, the magician always messes with Moose and pushes Moose and a bit is a bully. He's a bully. Right. And Moose doesn't do well with that. Right. He doesn't, he's like, Oh, they're just playing. He doesn't get what they're doing to him. And then yeah. the one day he just fucking snaps. And I feel like that snap is really how the movie started like speeding up after mm-hmm. that. Like he fucking just like, chokes this dude like straight that up. was his falling down moment. Oh, well, he, like, he, all right this he, is over he didn't he got i mean like uh todd the god called him a bitch and a <laughs> pussy and all sorts of things man yeah but it wasn't until todd he called god. him a stalker as soon as he called him a stalker yeah. that's when he flipped later on when mr dunbar says stalker 
that's also when he flips. So I thought that's a good thought, that's a good thing to notice. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And so that was like his trigger word is stalker. That, that's what set him off. And, yeah, if you actually called him a stalker, and he would get defensive. My favorite scene, and I know Chase really likes this scene too, was when uh, Devin Sawa's character is driving around with his son. And he, it's so self-aware. <laughs> oh he, my god! And he puts on the Limp Biscuit music, and he's like, "You like Limp Biscuit? Yeah. yeah, I used to listen to this." Yeah. No, I, and he just turns it up for a good ten seconds of Limp Biscuit. I fucking love that. I thought that was so cool. And while we're on the topic of Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst, like, I like this is this is Durst's third film, and all I'm seeing is this movie has been getting shit on, like all the reviews and everything, and I'm and. But, really? but it's it's weird though because I mean this movie is only being shown in like thirteen theaters, so of course it's not going to make a ton of money. I think I right. think a lot of those reviews are based off the fact that Fred Durst is doing this and John Travolta is involved and Devin Sawa. You know, like these are this is like a motley crew of of guys that shouldn't make something good. And you know, at in all reality, I thought that this was a pretty good film. Like like you guys said, it it doesn't have <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not perfect, but no. But um, you know, like Fred Durst, he he is a director. He knows what he's doing. Like there were some very yeah. very interesting shots and some very complex shots at that. He knows lighting. Mm-hmm. He knows sound. Like it's it's a well to do or well put together film that you can watch from beginning to end and you know get something out of it. He he's also a funny guy. Yeah, he knew he knew what was funny and like one of my favorite parts. Uh, it uh, I I belly laughed was when Devin is, uh, Mr. Dunbar is, t- is tied up to his bed. He wakes up, he realizes like, oh, fuck, like, this is a bad one. And he looks down and he sees that Moose had shot himself in the head. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, there's like blood all over the floor. And he's like, oh, you fucking crazy idiot. And he's like screaming, he's like screaming for help. And then Moose jumps up and goes, you just got jigsawed. <laughs> and it runs away. I, I lost it. I was like, he jigsawed him like on purpose yeah i like i like how the trailer is edited in a way that it made it look like a horror film but in reality mm -hmm. it's more of a character study on a delusional fan and ultimately a society of people that label them label themselves as fans but you know in reality they are toxic fanatics and that's what i thought was kind of cool especially about that scene uh, just because it's so weird, because he's using other horror tropes yeah, to to make the trailer. He comes in in the in the was it was it a Michael Myers mask or a, a Jason J- mask? It was a Jason mask. Jason mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, and he pretends to stab him. And, he, well, he does. He, he does. A little, he's like, on oh, accident. No, that's that's blood. Oh, boy. yeah, yeah. He was very upset by it, and he was like, "Oh no, I actually heard him." Oh, I'm surprised uh, to hear this is only in 13 theaters. I would think that this well, could be released everywhere. I pulled that you know? number out of my ass, but it's it's not okay. showing like nationwide. Um, yeah, you don't want to pull a huge number out of your ass. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those are those, <laughs> I could only fit. So yeah, let me let me know? send you my Venmo <laughs> because <laughs> when well, you step on a duck, <laughs> there's a bit. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> there's there's uh, so there's anyway, been yeah. worse movies that have have gone a nationwide release, you know. And yeah. So it's like yes. Yes, but I guess Definitely. I guess what an interesting thing came over me while watching it, like, uh, are celebrities only celebrities because of their fans? And I love how this movie kind of opened and closed with that idea. Mm-hmm. The only negative thing I think that could come out of this film, and I think that you know, 
Durst hits it on hits it's pretty much on the nose. I I think that a lot of people, horror fans in particular, will be mad about the portrayal of of them in in you know in this movie. Yes, but yes, autograph chasers. I know plenty of them, and I'm sure they'll still be a little sting when they're like, oh, well, we'll fuck you too yeah. then. Uh, but it is definitely. A, I mean, if if you're if you've been to conventions, you know who these people are yeah. and you'll probably know if you are one and if you are one you're probably not going to watch this movie in the first place yeah. um, Devin Sawa doesn't like it like yeah. and neither is Fred Durst right. <laughs> it is I mean it is a blatant attack on on things that I consider unacceptable anyway so For sure. it's it's a blatant attack on unacceptable behavior and which is good it needs to be shown and be like okay you need to chill Like, so if, if people do, who are at this level of fanaticism see this movie I don't know how they would feel, uh, but I hope they think about yeah. it. You know, <laughs> like, like I'm going to get hated on for this, but the, the whole time I was watching this, I really was just seeing Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because Star I, Wars I mean, fans are totally... on, this, on the level of fanaticism that, like, they literally have pushed actors to almost commit suicide. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, actors have got off social media because they're they're hating on them. And they're like bringing up facts about you know the canon of Star Wars. The lore, it's yeah. like, dude, this is a job, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they want it. They're there for us. They're there to to you know to bring these characters that are in our mind alive. At the same time, yeah. this is a fucking job for these people. Right. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like, if you uh, don't like it, don't like it. But then, just move the fuck on. And I, I will say, my biggest gripe with the movie is the ending. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. about to ask. I didn't like. I hope there's an alternative ending. I hope there's some. It ended a little too abruptly. Does that make sense? It was a bit. It ended abruptly, but but it also the fact that that Mr. Dunbar really doesn't say anything about Moose, and then somehow takes the blame for the maid being dead in the backyard, with seemingly no evidence other than the fact that he was covered in blood and he was with the body because he had just found her. But clearly the body had died days before. He's not going to like go to jail for this. There, there's going to be court and forensics that show that he, that he didn't. But then there was this affair yeah. that is supposed to be like the reason that he's in trouble for this. And I was like, I don't think that's how this would have played out. I think he probably would have spoken up and said like, no, there was just a stalker in my house. There's still ropes on my bed. Like, there's still ropes tied to my bed frame. <laughs> you can see that shit went down yeah. here that you probably want to ask me about instead of just putting me in cuffs. Um, that, and there was also one other thing that, that bugged me. It was super, it was just, it was picky. And I totally forget what it is, which is probably in the best interest because it, it was picky. The, the, <laughs> but I remember one other thing I was like, ah, that pisses me off. <laughs> but what was your the, the ending, it, it is kind of whack. Like, the, like, I literally have in my notes, like, what happened to the maid? Did she die? If she didn't, would she have talked to Hunter? And, and like, what what the hell? But then as soon as I wrote that down, then, like, that kind of gets that, that we get the ending. We get the wrap up. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's fucking stupid. Like, that made no sense to me. But at the same time, it's so stupid that it's funny. Because like <laughs> I like I right. I was like Moose just gets away with all. Yeah, of it. I was just like okay, well it's I guess everything's wrapped up, you know. Like so I'm okay with it. Like whatever, you know. It could have been a worse ending, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time I was like, okay, like I I guess that's okay. 
it's hard to end a movie that is so suspenseful and like like what if yeah it's exactly like one hour photo where it is hard to end it because it's like i mean is he just going to get in trouble or is he going to do something over the top it's one or the other there's no there's no like suspense and then the movie ends. i think I, that would be i weird. think i know what it was that bothered you uh so much though it's this it's the ending but it's the scene when he's walking down the street and then like he's like bleeding all over the place and everyone's like taking photos with him and then somehow just coincidentally his best friend leah happens to see him bleeding on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like why couldn't just why couldn't they have just let him take photos with the people and like Le- leah was not necessary like someone he could have seen the an ad for the app or something that would have made more sense to me yeah but I guess maybe they needed like a favor, like there was another actress that needed to be in the movie. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I didn't think she was very necessary, but. But, what about you, Kev? Any any final thoughts on the fanatic? I mean, I agree with a lot about the ending. For me, the it, the movie was, it was super uncomfortable, but it was super slow until like right after Moose chokes the magician, whatever his name is, I forgot. Todd. But then it, then Todd it, like, the God. Spe- the then it, it speeds up at that point and there's like 20 minutes left and yeah it, uh, that, that just tells me like a lot of stuff's gonna happen it's not gonna be really explained it's not gonna be like ironed out it's just gonna be like boom 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 credits you know what i'm saying yeah overall i think if this was a 35 minute like short film it would have been epic like they could have crammed down just suspense and straight like get the idea of who this moose is the suspense of all this happening and then like end it strong but there's definitely a bunch you don't need. You don't need him in the streets as a Bobby. You, do, you don't need Devin Sawa kissing the maid and then going to jail at the end. There's like a solid probably 30 minutes of the movie where you're like, meh. It could have been something else. It could have been more Agreed. creepiness. It could have been him being obsessed with maybe other celebrities too. Uh, or something. I don't know. Something other than just kind of, it did seem like a lot of filler. Which I just took as Fred Durst still you know, finding his voice. Good, it's good at cinematography, but maybe he hasn't filled out a whole a whole script yet. I haven't seen his other two adventures. I mean, the other um, one he did the long shots, which I haven't seen, and the education of Charlie Banks, which I saw a long time ago. And did he write these as well? I don't know if he wrote those, but he did write this, and he also directed a bunch okay. of music videos, which a lot of people. You know, on on the come up now, that's kind of how they get their start is music videos. Yeah. So I think it's pretty yeah. cool that he started like a lot of other people instead of just using his name to get a movie, which I can right. appreciate. Or just his money to make true for sure. Yourself. I mean, like yeah. you, yeah. it wasn't a horrible movie. Like I said, it, when this comes out, I, w- I will most likely own this on uh, some Blu-ray or something. Yeah, I thought I think this is a pretty pretty sick movie. As far as John Travolta's catalog, like this character, I would rather watch this character than than michael the yeah. angel i've never me, been, like, i've never like been this. a bigger fan of john travolta after seeing this right right for me it goes urban cowboy the fanatic like those are my uh-huh. john travolta movies okay okay yeah that so what out. would you give it out of five guys <laughs> i gave it a four out of five yeah i'm a solid four see I, i'm i you know what's funny is i it sounds like i like it more but there's there's those few things that i did there's a lot of things wrong yeah with the it, few yeah. things that i didn't like i i really didn't like um, but still, it's a three out of five for me, which is not a yeah. bad uh, rating coming from me. The The movie is in theaters. It's already in theaters. So check your local listings. But it's on demand and digital 
September 6th. So, so it, it's right around the corner. Yeah. And if we can get Fred Durst to come on and talk about this, that would be great. Uh, we'd love to do a second uh, a, a talk about the sequel. All right, guys. As always, we are the guys behind the counter. You can follow us on all social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram. We also have an email uh, linked all down below. Uh, do us a favor, head over to iTunes, uh, give us a, a rating, what you like, what you don't like, anything helps us out. And as always enjoy. Hold on, hold on. I got one more thing. Okay. I'm very sorry, but wait, please, there's more. Please follow us on Twitter, BTC podcast crew. Also, please follow us on Instagram behind the counter podcast. Uh, I know you mentioned them, but I have to say them. Also, uh, you guys check it out. I'm, I'm going to be doing a podcast, uh, with killer horror critic. It comes out this Friday. I show a lot of love to uh, Cinedump, and I show a lot of love to Behind the Counter. It will be episode 28, Killer Horror Critic. It's on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and we talk about dig- Adam Green's Digging Up the Marrow. So if you're a fan of oh, me, yeah. if you're a fan of uh, Behind the Counter, if you're a fan of Cinedump, if you're a fan of Adam Green, check out Killer Horror Critic, and uh, I'll be on there this Friday. We'll right. definitely link that down below for sure. All right, y'all. Later. Later. Later.